in your mother's womb I set you apart. In your mother's womb. And I want you to know something today, my brothers and sisters in Christ. In your mother's womb, before you ever was, God knew who you were. God know where you knew where you would be. When your mom and dad was still fumbling through baby name books, trying to figure out how do we get Meemaw's name and, and Papa's name all in the same name and make it make sense in the year of 2013. When they were still trying to figure that out, the Bible says in Isaiah, when you were in the matrix of your mother's womb, I was calling your name out in heaven. Before your mom and dad ever knew the name that you would be called, God knew it. And he was in the portal of heaven saying, oh, there's a baby boy named Brad. There's a baby boy named Brad coming, calling my name out in the portal of glory. And I want you to know something today. God has not ordained you. God has not sanctified you. And God has not allowed you to have a life of brokenness but he wants you to have a life of victory now that doesn't mean you won't live through brokenness but your brokenness will bring you to victory the bible says this count it not strange when you walk through the fiery trials in first peter chapter four count it not strange when you're walking through adversity god has not destined you God has created you as an eagle and most of us spend all of our life running with turkeys let me tell that to this side of the room God has created you to be an eagle and we spend most of our life running around with turkeys let me tell the middle God loves you for who you are. He loves you where you are. God loves you in your brokenness. God loves you with your addictions. God doesn't want you to quit smoking, shooting up, or sleeping around before you come to him. God wants you to come in all your full glory of broken sin nature. But I'm going to tell you something, church. He loves you enough not to leave you there. God will accept you as you are. You have a church family who will accept you as you are. But we love you enough that we don't want to see you bogged down and enslaved to bondage and sin forever. So if you're looking for a church family and you want somebody who will just leave you alone and let you live a life of immorality and profess to be a believer and, 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 and not ever care about you, this is probably not the place for you. Because somebody's probably going to annoy you and say, I've I, I just been praying for you. I've just been praying that God would set you free. And listen, that's what, that's what family is for. Family is to help move one another along in the process of life. That's where we need to be on the journey of life. Institutions leave you where you are. Families drag you kicking and screaming. Amen? I mean, matter of fact, it's so popular today, there's TV shows called Intervention. It's where families get enough, and they say, I, I, they have them arrested, picked up, or whatever, and they do an intervention. Why would they try to do an intervention? Because they're throwing their life away. God has created you because he loved you. 
God has created you because he loved you. He loves you where you are. If you're, in a, if you're in a good place with a good job, God loves you there. If you drug out of the bed of immorality last night, God loves you when you were right there. But I'm going to tell you something. God loves you enough to not leave you there. He's saying, Jacob, son, come on, man. I've got this great plan. I've destined you for greatness. Won't you come and arrive and achieve this great plan that I have for your life? Jacob was willing to say, yes, Lord, your servant listens. Someone has once said, well, the Bible says that Israel, Jacob, was the apple of his eye. The centermost part of his eye. God never took his eye off Jacob. Even when he was hiding under somebody else's garments. God had his eye on Jacob. You can't put on enough layers of clothes to hide yourself from the eye of God. God has his eye on you. You know why you're restless? You know why you're unhappy? It may be. That you're not in the place you were destined to be. Everybody says, well, I'm just following my heart. Yeah, follow your heart. It'll lead you to hook up with another man's wife. It'll lead you to hook up with something you shouldn't be hooked up with. You need to follow your soul. You need to follow your spirit. The spirit is where God speaks. The heart's all over the place. It's unpredictable. Matter of fact, Jeremiah says the heart is desperately wicked. No man can even know it. Why in the world would you follow something like that? The heart is unstable. The soul is where God speaks. That's what he says. Love me with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. Do you not? You need to follow that part of your life. He told him, Jacob, I want you to father nations. And God's telling us, I want you to father Christians. I want you to reproduce believers and widen my kingdom. Last week we looked at the fact of how so many of us wish our life away. Monday comes and we say, man, it's, I wish it was Friday. Tuesday comes, I wish, is it Friday yet? Wednesday comes, we say, "Woo, hump day. Most restaurants have happy hour on hump day. Because everybody has to go to celebrate that they've made it through the first half of a miserable week and drink away the fact that they got two more days to go. Amen. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> Hump day was created by people who were in a place where they were not destined to be. Have you ever seen anybody that was 80, 85 years old and they're still working? You know why? It's not a job. The other night I told my daughters, I said, it's not too early for you to begin to pray about what God has in store for your life. 
I said, I promise you this. If you find out what you were destined to be, you'll never have to work again. Hump Day was created by the working class who was wishing their life away. You get to the place where you're doing what God's called you. I don't care if you're a lawyer. I don't care how a doctor. I don't care how prestigious your occupation may be. If that's not what you were destined to do, you're one miserable lawyer. And one miserable doctor. And I don't know that people really ought to use you. Because you're just there out of have to and not want to. Are y'all picking up what I'm putting down? But when you get to the place that you're doing what God destined you to do, you can't wait to be there. I'm telling you, don't settle. I'm not telling you to run in tomorrow and hand your resignation over to your boss. Or to throw your company away that you built that you probably shouldn't have built. But here's what I am saying. That if there's a spirit of restlessness in your life and you know that it's trudging through the grind every day, then you begin this day praying to God and saying, Lord, show me what I need to do. The same way you spoke to Jacob and said, I got my eye on you, son. Now go home and be what I've ordained you to be. You start praying that prayer every day. And if you'll start praying that prayer and walking that out, God will show you the next step to take. What is it today? Someone once said, became a very popular saying, we will only change when the pain of staying the same becomes greater than the pain of change. Let's say that again. People will only change when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of changing. We're change-resistant people. We don't like change. It messes with us. But when the pain of staying in the same miserable life, the same miserable job, begins to be greater than the pain of having to leave whatever you're in, you will begin the change. Change is not something that you think about. Change is something that you do. If all you ever do is think about it, then you're only a dreamer. And you'll die a miserable person. You say, well, boy, I came here to be encouraged today, Pastor. That's pretty discouraging. I got a word of encouragement for you. Get to where God wants you to be and things begin to improve automatically. You say, well, that's easy believism. No, it's not. It's hard. This isn't Sunday school curriculum here. This is adult Christianity saying that I am going to be where I'm destined to be. And it'll make some people upset. You may have to lose some friends. I love one person in our church's voicemail. It says, I'm making some changes in my life for the better. If you were part of the problem, I won't be calling you back. If you weren't, leave a message. Amen. What does that mean? I'm making a change. I saw somebody else's thing this week. I'm burning... I'm burning bridges, and some of them need to be burned. 
That's good stuff. Some bridges you don't need to cross back over. Some shackles need to be broken. Today, what's God speaking to your heart? What's he speaking to your life? Is it a addiction? Is it a mindset? Is it defeat? Is it a job? What is it? You can... You, you can trade houses like most people trade cars. And you can trade jobs and you can trade families, but it'll never be better till you get to the place where God destined you to be. Is the perfect will of God, the perfect will, quote, perfect will found in the Bible in those words? No. But neither is the rapture, but you sure are waiting on it. But the underlying scripture in the Bible over and over and over again is get to where I created you to be. Get to where I destined you to be. It's one thing to talk about change, but it's another thing to live it. The hard part about change is change takes action. It takes you putting something on over what looks good getting to the place of change saying God I need to change I need to change I'm willing to put it on I'm willing not to just talk about it God I need something different in my life God I need you Speak into my heart, into my life. God, I need to change. Don't leave here thinking about it. Put it on. Put it on. Put on the change. So what if it looks crazy? So what if you walked out and all your co-workers said, that's the dumbest idea I ever heard of. So what? Who cares? Do you want your co-workers to say, I sure am proud of them? Or do you want God to say, I sure am proud of Jacob for finally getting to where I created him to be? With your head bowed today, what's God speaking to your heart? What do you need to put on? At our altar again, there's these cards. They say, I need to change. I don't know, what is it that God's speaking to your heart? You may be in the perfect place, the place you were destined to be, but there may still be some things that you're struggling with. Just because you're in the place God destined you to be as a person, the occupation that he destined you to be in. Listen, I, I forgot, look here, Brad, I forgot to say this. I, I'm not just saying that you have to be a pastor to be in the perfect place. Or you got to be a missionary. You got to sell your house and all that. Go live in Africa or something. No. 
There's so many occupations in this world. God has created somebody to be in every place. And if you're, in the, if you're an accountant, and you're destined to be there, then you will be expanding the kingdom where you're planted as an accountant. You may be a technician repairing vehicles, or you may be a, 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 a horticulturist. You may be an a, a, a architect. You may be an engineer. You may be a carpenter. You may be a plumber. You may be a baker. If you're a baker, he's the bread of life. If you're a carpenter, he is the great rule. If you're a teacher, he is the great educator. Yeah, I can go all the way through the alphabet. What is it today that you need to begin the process of changing in your life? I'm going to pray for you. These cards are on the altar. I want you to come write it down here. I don't care how ugly it may be. Your sin is not too ugly to pin on our wall. Now, you may not want to put your name on it. But whatever it is, is it homosexuality, adultery, addiction, complacency? Whatever it is that you know you need to begin to break free of and get to the place you were destined to be, I want you to write it on this card, turn it upside down on our altar. And this week, you saw those cards were on the altar on the bulletin board from last week. People was in here this week praying over those names. All those what's on that board. Perfect, permissive, persuasive will of God. Maybe you're passing by the church. You just want to slip in, look at that board, and pray over everyone. Lord, I just pray for that, that person that's in the perfect place. And you would strengthen them, Lord, that, that permissive place. And then this week, it'll be the thing. It will be that thing. Somebody will be calling your thing out to Jesus this week so I want you to come there will be pastors here to meet you at the altar if you need to pray with somebody maybe you just need to give your heart to Jesus today won't you come today let's let God speak to our heart Father God in the name of Jesus Lord I know today there's many people that need to begin the process that need to start the process of changing and God I pray today that you would supernaturally strengthen them. God, I know this is the hardest part. Lord, the courage that it would take just to come write this down, even though their name's not on it, just to write it down and pin it on a public wall takes great courage. And I believe that's the beginning of the process as we begin to pray for one another. Lord, help us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As you stand to your feet, won't you come today? Let's do business with the Lord. Won't you come?
overcome? Is it fear? Is that what needs to be on your card? God, I'm fearful of the change. What is it? The Holy Spirit speaking to your heart today. Let it speak to your heart. Write it down. Set free from it. He knows where you are. And His grace is so amazing that it'll reach you where you are. And it'll bring you to where you need to be. Won't you come? Right now, today. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you today. Maybe it's depression, anxiety, complacency. I don't know. Let God have His way.
powerful. If I'm being raw, pure, and honest with the Lord. It's an offering to the Lord. You can never give enough money. You can never give enough time. You can never give enough resources. You can never build enough. You can never make enough. You can never fix enough. He created you for his pleasure and for his service. When you give your life up an offering to him, what he desires is broken and contrite hearts. If you want to give an offering today, tithe and offering, the offering boxes are here. If not, you can see the gentleman on the way out. But I want I want to just stress the fact that you give an offering of your life to the Lord. Just this morning, I read of four missionaries captured in the Middle East for distributing the gospel. They will no doubt be killed by the end of the day. Their life was an offering. They were found with 45,000 copies of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's an offering worth giving. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would be with us today. God, that we would pour out our life for you like a drink offering. That a tithe would be a pleasure to give. And answering to a call to life of missions or ministry would be a pleasure to give. A pause in the busy day to hear a concern from a brother or sister would be a pleasure to give. Quiet time to read your word would be a pleasure. We give our life as an offering to you. Lord, bless those who made a commitment today. Bless us the rest of this day. Bless us this week. Father, as those that can come by and pray over those cards and pray quietly in their hearts. Bless our Wednesday night group, dear Jesus. Continue to grow in that. Lord, we give ourselves to you. In your name, Jesus, we pray and we ask your blessing and direction on our life. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to thank you for being here today, for worshiping with us. I I hope that you will share with a friend. Bring them, plug into this sermon series. Pray for this sermon series. Wear this sermon series. If you want you a t-shirt, I need a change, let us know. We'll be glad to get you one. Make it be the topic of conversation throughout your week. I am on a journey, amen? Sing this song with us, and uh, this will be your benediction. And if you're visiting with us, please be sure you come by and say hello, amen? All right.